Welcome to the We Are Wrestling Podcast, the Friday night edition. So, yeah, did you like Friday night shows? I, like, was bored up to, like, the fucking end where fucking, like, fucked my mind up. <laughs> we'll get into it. Like, I'm still not over it. Yes. And we can get right into the fuck your mind up because it fucked my mind up too. I understand. <laughs> I understand why, in one small little regard, that they picked this special guest referee. But it doesn't make any other sense other than the fact that they're going to be in Nashville. Jeff Jarrett is the fucking special guest referee for the tag team match. What the fuck is that? Exactly. Like. What, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, that is insane. What the fuck is that? They announced that Jim Jared is a fucking special guest referee for the fucking Usos versus Street Profits tag match at SummerSlam. What the... Why? What, why? I can't even, like, jokingly make a big excuse for that shit. <laughs> like, the only excuse, like I said, is Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. That's it. That's it. Like that's all I can. That's all I can come up with. It's like that's it. But, but that that was a big reveal of the special guest referee that was keeping everybody on their toes. Like that was the randomest shit ever. But whatever. So, <laughs> so SmackDown opened with Michael Cole out there saying that Pat McAfee's back because last week Pat McAfee wasn't there. And this week he's back, and Pat McAfee cuts a promo on Bartender Cabron. And he brings up the fact that they were on the same football team at one point in a long time ago. And, like, a lot of people wouldn't know that because, like, even though Bartender Cabron was on a practice squad, he was still on the team. But a lot of people don't know that because a lot of people aren't straight-up football fans. And to me, like, I knew about it, but it was like, yeah, I'm not going to bring it up because it's like, it's never going to be part of the storyline. So then when they put it into the storyline, it was like, oh, well, they actually did acknowledge something that I didn't think that WWE would even give a shit about. But that's that's actually really cool. You're right. Like, long-term storytelling here. Yeah. So, so basically, he said he's gonna beat the shit out of Corbin and Corbin faked that he had monkey pots or some bullshit and that was a segment and then Pat McAfee brought out Liv Morgan so she can have her first title defense against Natalia. and this was a pretty good match it wasn't bad it was a pretty good match they fought a little harder than I thought they was going to fight Right, slapped the shit out of Liv at one point. I was like, God damn, dude! Like she fucked her up. (laughs) Yeah, she fucked her up. But Liv did get the win, and they officially announced the match that was officially announced weeks before this. Liv is going to take on Ronda Rousey. It's like okay, like it's for the title. We knew it was going to happen, and it just. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as... I mean, yeah, of course it's not going to be as bad as him because he, 
Because neither one of these people are begging for a title shot. So here's like here's the part that starts to play tricks on everybody because like I like I said, I have a feeling that Gary is gonna cash in on Cody when he wins the title. So they have Gary backstage and he and Paul Heyman walks up to him and was like, listen, we should talk. And then Theory's like, you know what? After I win a title, I might need an advocate or a wise man. And he walks off and it's like, okay, so now they're deepering and deepering and deepering sowing the seeds of Theory's going to cash in at SummerSlam, which is like, it's too blatant for me that it's like, it's right there in your face. It's 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 happening. It's in your face. And it's like, it's too blatant for wrestling to do this. And it's like, like this is like this is like this is a little bit too on the nose for it to happen right there something that's supposed to be a quote-unquote surprise and like they keep pushing it home like this is gonna happen and that's what making me go "Mm, i'm not sure this is gonna happen i'm not sure yeah i agree i don't think it's gonna happen i could be wrong though yeah no there's always a could be wrong but it's always a you know we can definitely be 100% right. Yeah. So, then we get the Viking Raiders music. And the Viking Raiders are coming out. Only thing that they're not the Viking Raiders, they're just the New Day dressed up as the Viking Raiders. It's like, okay. And they started making what jokes about... Raiders or something like that? Yes. And they start making jokes about them. And then the Viking Raiders do come out. But they get attacked by Gender and Shanky and also the New Day and run them off. And it's like, okay. That's weird. Okay, so, Gender's a face now. Maybe. So, yeah, that's what I said, apparently. <laughs> so then we get Gunther and Ludwig in the back. And they're talking to Kayla. And Kayla's like, you know that Shinsuke still gets a shot at you for the title. And Ludwig, what happened last week? So Gunther starts talking in, like, whatever his language is, German. But he had already said, he was like, listen, he's like, the sacrifice for losing is getting their ass beat. Just like I said last week, like, that's the reason he did it. So mm-hmm. he took down his shirt because Kayla's like, well, next week is going to be Ludwig versus Nakamura. And he took down his shirt and he smacked the shit out of him. And Kayla, like, she's right there. So she heard every hit of the sound. And she's just, like, in shock. And Ludwig goes down and, like, okay, next week you better beat Nakamura. Oh, all right. So then we get my favorite match on SmackDown this week. My favorite. Aaliyah comes out. And then Lacey Evans comes out. And Lacey cuts this promo. And Lacey just leaves. <laughs> just fucking leaves, dude. Like, what the fuck was that? She was so goddamn random. It was so stupid, but it was so goddamn random. Best match of the night. <laughs> yes. So then we get Drew McIntyre. And 
this was like this was funny because I was wondering how they were going to turn it to this because they're trying to stretch this thing out from Sheamus and Drew to SummerSlam, but it made me laugh so much the way that they did this. And like I knew he was gonna fight Ridge, but I didn't think that they were gonna do it this way to make it more entertaining than it already was. So they come down for the match. It's supposed to be Sheamus versus Drew. And Ridge has on his wrestling clothes. Butch runs out and grabs the bell. And all of a sudden, Sheamus is trying to stop him. So Sheamus is like, stop, stop, stop. And Butch rings the bell. So the Rockstars goes, okay, cool. And it's just Ridge Holland versus Drew. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, that's all they got to this match? <laughs> it, was, it was very entertaining. And Drew beats Ridge Holland. It was like, okay, cool. So... Then we have Maximum Male Models promo. And next week, Max Dupree is going to introduce his sister, Maxine Dupree. Who do you think it's going to be? Like, I hope I it's not. I already gonna... know who it is. Like, you okay. can't, you cannot have modeling and anything without bringing in the original, not the originator, but the only person over the last 15 years that has been doing this and making this cool that nobody's been really paying attention to, the person who runs the House of Couture, Jenny Couture. Ah, okay, yeah. She's she's here in the States because her husband or fiance Volter is here so she's here too so bringing her on stage yeah yeah Jenny like Jenny has something like she has something like the personality the look she has something yeah it's like it's like yeah she she's definitely gonna work with she's definitely gonna work with that works perfectly because like when I heard the name like I automatically thought of a Santino and Santina Morella type thing that's what a lot of people immediately jump to. Like a lot of people immediately jump to. It's like, oh, this is gonna be him with a wig or something. And it's like, no, 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 no. You bring Jenny. Because like Jenny legitimizes the fashion industry and it legitimizes this gimmick to like a whole new degree. And you're like, ooh, this is actually kind of good. Like yeah. it's good, like it's gonna make like it's gonna make it work. And it's gonna be it's gonna be to the point where people are gonna be looking at it like, wow, this is actually working. So yeah, like Jenny would Jenny is the perfect person for this. Awesome. So then we get into the whole thing of the closing of the night. So we have Austin Theory comes out to the ring. So he's out in the ring and he's about to face Mad Crap Moss. And Mad Crap is in the back. And Paul Heyman walks up to him. And Paul Heyman is trying to tell him that he should beat the shit out of him. And he should end him. And it should be over. And Mad Crap is like, yeah, whatever, shut up. And leaves. So Theory has the match with Mad Crap. And Theory wins by disqualification. So Theory, once again, is talking shit about the tribal chief. And then here comes the bloodline of Jason... Samuel Zinnin. And he comes out and says, hey, he's like, you shouldn't be talking about our tribal chief like that. And Sammy's arm is in a sling. 
So Theory's like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're not even part of the bloodline. And then all of a sudden, the Usos music hits. And everybody goes crazy. And Theory runs, like, he runs back towards the ring, which was a dumbass move for him. Because when he ran back to the ring, Mad Crap caught him and beat his ass again. So, yeah, that was really dumb of Theory. Dumbass. Yes. So that also played into the last match of the night, which was Angelo Dawkins versus <coughs> Jimmy Uso. So they did a spot where they, yeah, where they knocked out the referee. And both of them had legit three counts. They had legit three counts on each other. They both, Jimmy had one and Dawkins had one. And then when the ref got up, Dawkins hit the sky high. One, two, three. But Jimmy's shoulder was up. So they're arguing back and forth, arguing back and forth. That's when we get to reveal the Jeff Jared. And they just, the funny part is like, they just keep fighting and they literally fight until they go off the air. It's like, wow, this is actually happening. And they had like 19 gazillion reps, but they just kept fighting and they just kept fighting and they kept fighting and they kept fighting. I'm like, God damn, dude. And at that point, that's the only thing. That's Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> yeah. Like, that Jeff Jarrett thing was just like, yeah. This is just weird as fuck. Like, they could have had somebody better, but I, I don't know why they just picked him. Whatever. Like a tag team specialist of some kind. Mm-hmm. Hell, like, it would never happen, but Marty Gennetti. That is way far off than anybody I would have thought of, but okay, sure. <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, something like way off, but at least it makes a little sense than Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, because Jeff is the only time he's ever really held a tag team title was with Owen. And, yeah. like, he's never really done other tag team stuff. And it's like, him as a referee is just like, like you, you, you're a very suspicious cheater. So you know, it kind of just like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. For so, all we know, he might be like part of the bloodline or whatever, like, and bought off. You know. Yes. But I'm pretty sure something will happen that will change the dynamic anyway. Yeah. So that was SmackDown. So then we go to Rampage, baby. Because that's that's how the commercial is before the show. And once again, they start off with no intros and everybody's in the ring because it's the House of Black versus Silver and Reynolds. And this match was okay. Like, it wasn't bad. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite match of the night, for real. But it was, like, okay. And Silver did a German suplex to Brody King. He's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And, like, they were doing, like, little back-and-forth shit, back-and-forth, back-and-forth. And, of course, you know, the House of Black wins. So, this is what this is what was really funny about this that made it, like, hilarious. They're leaving. House of Black leaving. Fucking leaving. They already won. Fuck this show. We're done. They're walking to the back. And 
Malachi's going first. Him and Julia, they, they're already through the tunnel. And fucking Brody's walking. And then Darby fucking jumps on him like, ah, like, what the, where the fuck did you come from? Where the fuck I, did you come I, from? That scared me because I didn't know where the fuck he came from. <laughs> like, he jumped on Brody King and they start fighting. And then Sting and Malachi have the best face-to-face because they look like they were actually face to like a face to face that you would do if you were doing a setup for something. It was like, oh, here's these two guys are gonna fight with their names on the bottom. That's exactly how it looked. That's exactly how it looked. Like it, it looked great. And then they just both kept looking at each other. Sting walked off first. Then he turned around. Malachi was like, ah, I got you too. And then they then they eventually eventually walked off. And then we had a mural promo. Miro's talking about God. Why did you curse me with black mist to my face? Maybe I should fight House of Black, or I should join House of Black. And it's like, at this point, who gives a fuck? I don't care. Like him joining <laughs> House of Black, I really don't care. It's like it's not improving the House of Black. It's not like taking them down. I don't give a shit. Like you just like you're just like the worst person here. Not helping him one bit either. Yeah, it's not helping anybody. It, whatever, do something with him, make him happy. Whatever. At least I so, get rid of this gimmick if he does it. No, I mean he probably won't. He'll probably be a god man. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, then we get to the actual match of the night. My favorite match of the night. Lee Moriarty versus Jonathan Grusham. Great match. I love this match. And, of course, Jonathan Grusham won. I knew Lee Moriarty wasn't going to win because this match was on just, like, regular television. But, like, it led to some interesting stuff afterwards. And so, like I said last time that Grusham had said it out of his mouth, he's the best wrestler in the world. He wants to face the best. He's this, he's that. And he called out Claudio Castanoli. He said, listen, he's like, you and Brian, like, keep talking about y'all the best in the world. Like, I'm way better than you. So Claudio came out and answered the challenge that wasn't actually a challenge, but he just came out and said, yeah, me and you for the title. So now at Death Before Dishonor, it's going to be Claudio Castanoli versus Jonathan Gresham which I cannot wait. Oh, God. Like, that made me just... That made me so hard. God damn it. God damn it. They're going to wrestle at Death Before Dishonor, a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, not an AEW show, a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, an actual Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Man, God damn, dude. God damn. Like, I, I can't wait. Like, I can't fucking wait. And also, I'm not mad at that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry for cutting you off, but like, I just feel bad for Ma- Ma- Mariotti a little bit though. Like, I feel like this match should have been the pay per view. It was good. It just would have been better at the pay per view. But like, fucking Claudio is gonna be like a fucking banger of a match with fucking Grisham. Yes, but also, they said two out of three falls. Renegade called for the. <laughs> Bristol's versus FTR. And that looks like that's going to be a fucking banger. The first one was a banger. This one also looks like it's going to be a banger because, like, you know, fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I'm in now. Like, I originally said, like, I really wasn't into it because it's just a fucking rematch. Like, if you put some type of stipulation, which I said word for word, make it two out of three or something. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they're doing. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Yes. So then we had my nieces, the Renegade twins, Charlotte and Robin versus (coughs) Chris Statlander and Athena. Which was, it was really fucking horrible because like they beat the shit out of them. Then they rung the bell and they and Athena hit the fucking old face and it's over. And it's like, what do you mean? Like they beat the shit out of them for like five minutes. Like Chris Statlander and Athena beat the shit out of the Renegade Twins for like five minutes. Then, all, like, then all of a sudden the fucking bell rings. It's like, wait, what? The, this wasn't a match already. Was, nope, it's a match now. Ding, ding, ding. Athena hits the old face and it's over and it's like the fuck they they cheated they cheated they cheated (laughs) so after the match friend of the show Layla Gray got on the apron and she was distracting Athena and Chris Statlander and then they was like no we're gonna beat your ass so they proceeded to throw her in a ring but they didn't know that fucking Jay Cargill and Kiara Hogan Ran down to the ring. Kiara kicks fucking Chris Statlander in the leg. Kicks her in the fucking leg. Chris Statlander is down for the count. And Jay just goes, just grabs fucking Athena and was like, all right, fuck you. And slams the shit out of her. And they're just dead. And it's like, bro, how? Like, this is bird people. Like, the good guys are supposed to win. It's like, nah, fuck the good guys. And he just walked off. Oh my god! Fuck the good guys. Yeah, it was like that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> so then we get to the back, and Stokely comes up to Lee Moriarty. He's like, "Listen, you ain't been doing shit here. I can help you do some shit." And the funny part about it is, like, soon as like Stokely starts talking to Lee, Lee's listening. And then Matt Sydal was like, "Hey man, no, I'm gonna rip up this card. Like, fuck that dude." I know what's best for you. And like, you can see in Lee's face, like he comes like, dude, you don't know what's best for me. Like I've been with you for like a whole year and this is where I'm at. So, and this is what makes it even better to confirm like a Lee Moriarty, like heel turn kind of. Cause fucking Matt Sidell goes, man, I got a match for you. And it's going to be you versus the inhuman Dante Martin. And it's like, wait, Dante was your first project. Now you're bringing him to face Lee? Like, come on. That, that seems a little suspicious. Like, now, now I'm just officially like, Lee should just leave and go with Stokely. Like, fuck that. Exactly. Like, if he didn't know better, you would think, like, uh, um, what's his face? Matt Sidea is going to turn on him. Which, no one, like, asked back with booking that's probably going to happen. <laughs> which would be all this shit. But it, it should be Marty to turn heel. Yeah, I promise you, if they do the dumb shit and make Matt turn heel, I'm going to be pissed. It's like, you legit have a new storyline <laughs> where you have Stokely Hathaway managing uh, managing a dude and a woman. And it's like, yo, like, he's like, he could start his own stable. And it's like, let him manage Lee Moriarty. Because also, Lee Moriarty hasn't done a goddamn thing. He's right. He's wrestled. He's Russell Punk. He's Russell Bryan. 
He's wrestled all of the big stars, but he nothing has ever came of it. Nothing has happened for him. He literally just wrestles those dudes one week. You don't see him nine months from then. It's like he needs something. Like they threw him in this Jonathan Gresham thing out of nowhere. Like literally, like people forgot was like, oh shit, we still have Ring of Honor. All right, go do something over there for a second. And it's like, dude, like you're really like you're really ruining this kid. Like he's a fucking top star. Like, but I, I guess people don't see it. But if they put him with Stokely, they're gonna have to see it. Like at this point, he should have been part of the BBC. And if you remember, along with Yuta, he was one of the people that Brian said he wanted to have in there. Yeah, but the only the only reason it didn't work was because it's too many good people in the BBC. And if you have like all the good people in one stable, it would be too OP. So that's why they like, nah, we're gonna save him for another stable. So yeah. hopefully Stokely has more people that kind of balance out with Moriarty and they have like a good stable so that would be great yeah so then we had the ass boys and the ass boys come out and they cut the promo and they, I don't even know what the fuck they're saying then that claim came out and the claim, the claim was there and daddy ass goes I know what you all want we could give it to you how about we do it one last time? Scissor me, daddy ass. And he got super kicked right in the chest. And then they just <laughs> proceeded to beat the shit out of the ass boys. And Max Caster cut a rhyme and he almost said the F word. So, yeah. So I, pop, I popped for that part. Yeah. I popped even more that fucking Billy was like, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. So then we get to the main event Private Party Versus the Lucha Brothers And Mark, I think it is Mark Quinn or Isaiah Cassidy It's, it's Isaiah Cassidy Isaiah has cut his hair And his no, beard Wait no Mark Quinn is the little skinny one No Because Isaiah Cassidy the one that we had like For a minute like Mark Quinn was the one that was quote unquote injured. And they had the like bounce streaks. Okay, then Mark Quinn, whatever. Yeah. Mark Quinn cut his hair and now he has a gray beard. And he looks like he put on like 15 pounds of muscle. He doesn't look really skinny. He's back to like he's bigger than I've ever seen him. And like they get in there against the Lucha Bros. It wasn't it wasn't a spectacular match, but they kinda held their own. They kind of did. It wasn't a spectacular match where it was like, oh my God, it stole the show. It stole the show. It yeah. was like, no, nah, it was good. It kind like it kind of like kept up. And then at one point, Phoenix injured his knee. And it's like, what the fuck? He barely can stand up. And the ending of the match was so goddamn stupid. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, Private Party needs to get away from like Andrade and his family. Cause they're wrestling, and all of a sudden, like the rush got his back turned. Roosh comes in, so Roosh is in there, and he beat like he knocks the shit out of Phoenix, knocks him down. Then he punches the fuck out of fucking Penta. So when he punches Penta, Penta jumps over the fucking other 
like one of the private party hits him with a Canadian destroyer. And it's like, what? Like he was supposed to get knocked down. You gave him a Canadian destroyer. And fucking they just fucking win like that. It's like they did nothing. Andrade and them did nothing to help him. And after that private party was like, yo, man, like y'all still fuck us over. And like Andrade and Bruce was like, no, it's your fault. It's like, no, it was your fault. Like, it was your fault. Exactly. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It was so goddamn dumbass chaotic. It was like, what the fuck is happening here? So they're going to go face again eventually. They have to. They have to. Like, they can't, they can't not, not do this. They have to go face. Hopefully so, their like, face run is better than the last one now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. So, then, then, I mean, not then, but, like, an injury update, which is, like, very fucking weird what this injury update is. So, we have an update on Adam Cole. Okay. Adam Cole has a torn labrum, which is like a upper arm muscle. It's like, okay, but he wants he wants to keep like he just wants to do rehab. He doesn't want to get surgery. And I'm just automatically like that is a very bad thing. That's a very bad thing. And the reason I'm saying it's a bad thing is because he had this torn labrum for a while. He had it for a while. It's not just like, oh, he just got it like wrestling this week. He had it for a while. He torn his labrum and he's like, no, no, no. I just want to get like therapy. I'm just going to do therapy and everything's going to be fine. And I'm thinking like you've had it for a while. You wrestled under it. Even though you can get therapy, you should get it fixed. It would be better. And then on top of that, he got a fucking concussion at Forbidden Door. So he is like he's all types of banged up. Yeah, he needs to chill. Yes. And Santana is also really fucked up with his knee and ankle. Like his knee and ankle, he's fucked up. Like he's like he's re- like he's really bad. So he's going to be out for a while. So then we have an update on Cody. Like there's actually two updates on Cody. So the one is he's healing up nicely. That's it. He's healing up nicely. That's the first one. The second one was he almost killed himself. He he, he almost killed himself. Yes, he almost killed himself. Because when Cody had all of that blood that was seeping out and you could see it in his arm where he was wrestling and he was doing this dude because he was pushing himself so much it was so much blood that was leaking out of his body like it was literally too much blood leaking out of his body and the doctor said to him was like dude if you would have kept going too much blood would have leaked out of your body and you could have died you were bleeding at a very rapid pace. He's like, that shit's not cool. And the re- like the reason it, it was worse was because 
he wrestled and kept going. Like he just kept like he kept going. If he would have just like chilled and said, All right, fuck it, I'm not gonna do the match and went home and been like just like this non cool guy and like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna go home. Like nobody would have been mad at him. Nobody would have just been would have said anything. Been like, all right, cool, yeah, he went home. But him wrestling on that and like pushing his body to a certain limit and making more blood pump, more blood pump out of it and was like literally almost killing him. Yeah. Like that like looking back on it, it's like, yeah, you kinda just went home. But thank God he's he's gonna be fine and he's gonna be back. And the way he was talking was like, he said, they don't want to give me a timetable because they know I'm going to try to rush back. And like, the way he said it was like, okay, you saying that they didn't, they didn't give you a timetable because they know you're going to rush back. But I feel like you do have the timetable and you know exactly when you're coming back. Just like I've been yeah. saying the whole time. The rumble. Yep. But like, God damn, like, knowing that he almost bled out and almost could have died just makes me go that was really fucked up like whoever's in charge now next time tell him no (laughs) but that's that's the thing though like you like no matter what happened it wasn't as bad as it could have been because like even when the doctors checked him it was like okay fine because like it was a little bit of blood and like it wasn't gonna fuck his body up anymore and they didn't know how much blood was actually like leaking out so when like like I said when he got to the doctors and was like yo this is like crazy amounts of blood like you could have died if you would have kept going extra hard and it's like it's fucking insane yeah so yeah that's like Stuff like this injury stuff. Too many fucking injuries. Yeah, of course, of fucking course. So, yeah, that's um, that's you got anything else to say? Because like I don't really know what else to say. Hopefully, like on the topic of fucking injuries, like hopefully Phoenix is not injured. <laughs> Shit, I mean, he's been really bad stuff. Dude, like I said, if he's injured, it's the perfect time to get injured because everybody's fucking injured. So everybody just fucking do it. Like it's fine. Like great. <laughs> like that's 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 all I'm thinking is like if he's injured, everybody should just be injured right about now. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Because apparently the Ruby Soho injury is a real thing. It's not a yeah, Like they worked her injury into a storyline. Like it's so many injuries. And the bad part is, like, it's the AEW side that has more injuries than the WWE side. And it's like, yeah. that shouldn't be, but, like, because they're working less dates and not working constantly, 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 then that's what happens. But it's like, fuck, like, that's, it kind of sucks. It sucks real bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Yeah, like, any other news, notes, reviews? Uh, no, I was going to answer with the Santana thing, but, like, you, you brought it up. Like, I read somewhere, like, six to eight months. 
Yeah, it's, it's six to eight months. It definitely is. It's a very long time. Wow. So I'm like, because he said it was his knee and his ankle. A torn, like, a torn ACL and stuff like that. It's like really, really fucking bad. So, yeah. Hmm. Hopefully he recovers quickly. Like, before the date. No, I don't want him to recover quickly. Okay. Like, I don't want him to... Like, it's not like being an asshole or nothing. I don't want him to recover quickly because it's nothing for him to do. It's nothing for him to do. It's nothing for him to get back to. Yeah, I don't want him to recover quickly. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm back for... Oh, nothing. All right. Fuck it. Here's the thing, though, Mm -hmm. right? There's nothing for him to do in AEW. Remember, he just off the heels of winning a new, like, championship off another company or whatever. Like, he's their world champion or whatever. Like, the Caribbean champion or something like that. Yeah. So that's bad for him. So as far as that, hopefully he recovers quickly. AEW, whatever. Yeah, it's like no reason. Like, yeah. It's no reason for any of that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to come back. He doesn't have to do anything. Like, just fucking just chill. Like, it's too many injuries already. Like, there shouldn't be more injuries. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like, that's. Like, I have, like, I have no problem with, like, them being out. If there was, like, a really, really bad, serious person that, like, needs to come back right now, I'd be like, yeah, like, I hope they could come back right now or whatever. But, like, as far as Santana, he didn't have no real special mission that he needed to be back for. So, it's, like, nothing that you need to be back for, nothing that you need to be here for. You can chill. Just take your time. Fill up. Everybody will be here. It's fine. Hopefully you don't strip him of that title. He was proud of shit for that title. That's the thing. Like they have to. Dude, mm-hmm. he's gonna be out for six to eight months. Like there's nothing else you can do. Like especially if that company is like trying to grow and move on their own. Like you have to strip him of the title. Like there's nothing you can company. do. It's a brand new company, so that is true. Yeah, it's like nothing you can do there. Like you, you're fucked. Like your champion, your main champion is somebody who's injured. That that title isn't coming back for eight to eight to twelve months. Like, dude, you have to fucking take that title off of him and just go, all right, we're gonna start a new tournament. And go from there. Like, he'll be the first person to get a shot. Yeah, fine. But like other than that, there's no like no. Like, don't let him keep that title and just like sit there for no reason. No. Do something about it. Strip them. Move on. Okay. And that's how, like, they should do a lot of champions. Like, instead of holding a title and, like, no, you're going to... No. Strip that person. Move on. Because it's a good storyline when that person comes back to, like, either a heel or a face. Like, a heel. You motherfuckers took the title from me. Okay, now now you have beef. That's a story. A face. Yo, I'm coming back for my title that I never lost. Story. Like it's so like it's so easy to just do a story. There's not like there's nothing that you really have to go like, oh, we have to make this thing. And plus it just keeps the, the fucking company going. It writes itself. In other words, yeah, yeah. It does. Especially depending on the heel or face, because like, 
suppose like right now, like knock on wood, Moxley gets injured. They strip him of the title. <laughs> that would no, be a but, bitch, by the way. No, you know exactly what they would do because like they just did this and made him a fucking interim champion. They would make somebody else an interim champion too. And be like, all right, I'm going to make this person an interim champion too. And when they all come back, it's a three-way. And it's like, yeah, but like you don't need to do this interim title thing. You could just throw the title to somebody else, new champion, and then move on. Oddly enough, I don't want to see that, but I want to see that at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, like, and it's very dangerous right now because it's like, the time where everybody is injured but at the same time everybody's injured which means everybody's gonna have to come back and when they come back it's gonna be like oh yeah yeah so yeah that's that's the thing okay Mm -hmm. so anything else Nothing else. Okay. On, on that note, then, uh, yeah, 